and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Hello, this week we have another special guest for you, Brianna Rooney. Brianna is a fierce, passionate, money-motivated entrepreneur. She owns Techies, a very successful recruiting firm for the last eight and a half years. She has helped grow many tech-focused companies in the Bay Area, San Francisco for us Australians. At age 24, she walked out on a six-figure job on the spot, no plan, Feeling empowered and fearless, Brianna started her own firm. Five days later, Techies was alive. She didn't have any experience running a business, not much money saved. What she did have was balls and a Macy's credit card, and then she'd figure out the rest. Now, with over 10 years' experience, she is the leader in the industry and the ultimate matchmaker, taking pride with a creative personal touch. Brianna now trains people to do the same thing. Everyone is capable if they want. She feels she was lucky enough to have this opportunity fall into her lap, but was hungry enough to make it work. She too can point you in the right direction to start your own journey to a rewarding, lucrative career. Recruiting is a high-speed roller coaster, full of dips and turns. Not one day goes by that is the same as the last. Not one situation has the perfect answer. And when you deal with people and not in a customer service situation, conversations can get heated. It's now time to tune into this energized, inspirational human being. Enjoy. Well, today we have another special guest for you, all the way from Mexico, Brianna Rooney. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. That's okay. We were just actually comparing the um, the difference in time zone. Um, it is summer in Mexico and it is winter in Melbourne. So I was just saying I'm sitting here fully geared up with my scarf on. <laughs> for you and I'm in my beating suit. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So Brianna is from Techies Recruiting and Brianna, we always love to hear our woman of inspiration's story. So what's your unique story? How, what inspired you to be where you are today? Yeah, so a, a few different things. First of all, I started really young. I came from a completely separate background. I wanted to, I, I got my degree in fashion and I had definitely other inspirations and realized extremely quickly, you need money for the things that I wanted to do. Uh, and so I was like, how can I do that? Um, my stepdad came from a sales background. And so he's like, well, you make really good money in sales. You can do that for a little bit and save up. And so I went that direction or I tried to go that direction and uh, randomly stumbled into recruiting. 
And I loved it immediately. Started probably, I was like, whoa, like 21 or something. And um, almost two years into it, something happened. And I kind of had like an epiphany where I was like, whoa, we're changing people's lives with uh, with um, giving giving them these different job opportunities and introducing them to all this cool stuff. And yet we're still really sales focused um, on that people are numbers. And I just, you know, something happened that didn't sit really well with me. So uh, I just quit and walked out, had no idea what I was going to do. Um, my mom was sobbing because <laughs> I was making really good money, especially for my age. And uh, my stepdad goes, well, can't you just do this yourself? What does he do for you um, that you can't do yourself? And I was kind of scratching my head. I go, I don't know, <laughs> nothing maybe. And so he's like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Just do it. So, um, when the, this was a Wednesday, uh, my, my old boss was supposed to call me to, um, basically offer me a, a, a job back, but in like a different situation, a different team. And, uh, he never called me. So started techies on Wednesday morning. He called me Wednesday afternoon. I told him it was too late. Wow. That's amazing. And can <laughs> I just say that recruiting is not easy. I know for myself no. that I actually cannot recruit myself because I always pick the wrong people. Um, and I think it's more so because, you know, what, what, you know, just, and I know that happens with a lot of entrepreneurs and I think it's more so that we pick people that are like us and actually yes, you want people yes. that are not like you at all. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I've, tr- I've been trying to clone myself for years. I'm like, oh, I'll just clone myself. I'll just, you know, just have all like little Brianna's. And then I realized there's only one Brianna. That's not a good idea. <laughs> mm, so true. So yeah. true. And for our listeners, I was just saying, I was uh, checking out Brianna's uh, website and there's uh, a title, The Millionaire Recruiter, Get Rich With No Experience. I'd love to unpack that a little bit. How does that work? Yeah. Yeah. So actually that was just born. Um, that's just, just became live pretty recently. Uh, I've been recruiting now for almost 11 years next month, which is super exciting. Techies just turned nine. That was great. And, um, I, I was having companies reach out to me and trying to recruit, uh, train their own recruiters because what's been happening is there sweet recruiters are in such demand right now because everybody needs software engineers. And I focus on the Bay Area, which is the tech hub of the world. And so everyone's just been like kind of jumping into this because of like, oh, wow, we can make great money being recruiters. But nobody is becoming trained. So it's becoming a very big issue and a very big problem. So I started training and I just realized I just don't have time for this. Like I train my own people. That takes enough time. I can't, you know, send other people out to train and, you know, it was, it was good money and everything and it felt good. So I came up with, with a couple of other of my colleagues, the millionaire recruiter, because, um, it's an e-course, it's a three hour e-course that we can just, we filmed, it just got finished editing and all that fun stuff. And, uh, basically it's, it's the, to purchase. So it's, it's a crash course. It's if you walked into techies today and I hired you, this is exactly how I would train you. And that's how we filmed it. That is really cool. I love it. That's t- that's yeah. what I call working smarter, not harder. Yeah, exactly. It's all about it's all about efficiency. That and that's actually a huge portion of what I train in is efficiency. Mm. Uh, that I that I learned um, actually, ironically enough, is is when my my firstborn. He's uh, Diego's four and a half right now. And when I came back to work, I, I had always thought I worked efficiently until I had a baby, and I go, whoa. I could be doing this way better. And that's actually how I learned how to do it. Wow, of, that's you amazing. Know, necessity. 
Yeah. Great name, by the way. Love Diego. What a great name. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, his middle name's D- Danger. It's Diego Danger. Oh, cool as. So I'm going to ask you, um, with recruiting, what's the trick? Because, I mean, I know for myself, uh, you know, I, and I've heard this, I can't remember the stats off the top of my head, but there's a really high percentage of people um, why about, you know, qualifications, um, you know, uh, what kind of money they're on, you know, they kind of bend the truth a little bit. Mm-hmm. So how do you know, how do you decipher between the ones that are, are being truthful and the ones that are not? What's the trick? First of all, that was very nice to call them truthful, not say they're lying. <laughs> but we, uh, we have this saying at, at work, we go, look it, everybody lies. Like that's, that's the that's just what happens unfortunately and uh people talk about their salary in all different ways um some try to hide it some try to you know um 20,000 more than it is and you know that's never going to change unfortunately what we have to do is we ask questions the same ones all the time in all different ways and we'll ask them all throughout the process because Unless you're the best liar in the world, or or whatever you want to say, unless you're the best liar, um, you're gonna mess up. Mm-hmm. So we ask them, like for example, when we when they we ask them in the beginning, then we ask them in the middle of the interview, you know, like after the first interview, then we ask them again after the third interview, and then right when it's time for offer time, we ask them again, and right. every time it goes up, every time. Yeah. And that's very normal. And so it's really all about saying like, oh, you know what? Actually, here, I just pulled up my notes and I see you told me X and they go, oh, um, well, I just got a review and I got a raise. Right. OK. Yeah. And so and it's, again, us putting them back in their place and saying, OK, well, I just want to let you know that when you started interviewing with X company that they thought you were making this. Mm. So and then the best part is you have to put it on them and say, look. Because technically, the more they make, the more I make, right? That's that's how that works. I said, look, I'll negotiate well for you if you interviewed well. Like mm. that's I can't I can't do anything past that. Yeah. If you interviewed over X of what you're making, then I can get you that. But if you didn't, I you know I yeah. don't know what to tell you. Yeah, absolutely. So that, yeah, that, that's how we deal with that. Because we've experienced that. We've seen people good on paper. It's not till and, – and once again, mm. that's the number one pain point for most entrepreneurs. It's not till they start working with us. It's like, oh, hang on a minute. I thought you said you could do this and you could do that. And so it's uh, it's 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 always opened up for interpretation, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, every single industry is different. Like I don't know really how you would fix yours. Um, but like with engineering, I mean, there's definitely code challenges. So it's a little hard to fake it. Uh, but they can definitely fake it to get to the to a phone interview, but you can't fake it after that. So mm. I think what what's great, I don't I don't know exactly what your people are having to do, but is to give them just a small project and have them do it in your office, not yeah. at home, and just say you know a thirty minute project. Here you go. Yeah, you, good idea. Do this for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. and have them in like a real life situation, or and you know you can prepare them for it, and you can say, hey, I'm going to give you this project when you're on site if you want to like do a little bit of research or you know whatever what, whatever you're having them do but yeah it's it's important to see them actually do it yeah absolutely I agree so Brianna you started business really young so what would be a, a piece of advice that you would like to give our listeners who may want to embark on a new career or a new business um, in some way yeah so I think what's benefited myself a lot is that I don't think too much, <laughs> meaning like I don't like if I want to do something, I don't sit there and really think everything through and think all the different situations through. I'm not 
cautious. I'm pretty fearless when it comes to stuff like that. So I think that's what's really helped and that anyone that's wanting to start their own thing or do anything really new in particular, don't sit there and calculate all of your strategies because you can never really fully be prepared for what's going to happen. And therefore, you might as well just roll with the punches because that's how you're going to be successful. Mm, I love that. I like the the idea of being fearless and just jumping into it. Uh, but then sometimes we get in our own way. So you being fearless, taking the leap, jumping into it, what has been some of your greatest lessons? <laughs> oh, I got some good ones. Uh, I would say first, first things first, uh, I've, I had a little issue with actually hiring myself. We all have our own issues. And as I got bigger, I let majority rule. So basically, I was like, okay, well, we don't all have to agree, but hey, if you guys want them, you can have them. So that's actually happened three times in my office where I did not want somebody, but all of the other people did. And I was like, really? I'm not seeing it. And so all of those three people, mind you, I have fired that I didn't want. And all of them have caused some kind of havoc in the office, whether it was for two weeks or six months. Uh, So, you know, hiring the wrong person can be kind of like a cancer in the office. And every single time I was right. What's funny is like, everyone's like, well, you just like to be right. I trust me. Yeah. Everyone likes to be right, but I don't like to be right in those situations where I obviously lost a lot of money hiring somebody because it can be very costly. Mm. Um, and it's also, it's also, you know, time consuming with, um, with the training and with everyone kind of being disturbed in the office. Oh, this person does that, that, you know, it's like, everyone's kind of ganging up on him. You know, it's like high school or something. So, Mm. um, I now do not let anyone decide who I hire. I decide. They can. Yeah. I will listen to their input. Absolutely, I believe in that. But I, if I will go with my gut every single time. So, that has been a huge, huge lesson for me that I, I uh, will never, will never miss track on. So, mm, and that I'm one is a good one. Big on trusting on your gut. Always trust oh, your yeah. gut. You know that's. I think it's your guiding light. I always say, if you listen to your gut, you can't go wrong. Yep, absolutely. Mm. I love that. I love it. And the other thing that we love to do is ask our women of inspiration about pain points because we believe we all have pain points. What what would be some of your biggest pain points in your business? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Well, I would say dealing with constantly motivating my team because in sales, especially with what we do, you're dealing with a lot of people's emotions. And so there's a lot of highs and lows and you have to take are the people, the candidates in the process through, you know, something that's very big in their life. And so they have to constantly be motivating the candidates where at the same time they're on the other side. We don't get paid unless we make a placement. So we're strictly on commission. You know, it's like a feast famine thing. And so I have to make sure that everybody's having a good day every single day, regardless of what's going on in my life, what's going on in their life. I'm really big on the power of a smile. Mm. And basically setting, setting things uh, up for the day. You know, I come in the office, I go, today's going to be a good day. I have inspirational quotes all over the office. It's just really crucial to always have a positive, motivated, smiling crew because there's, there's a lot of doom and gloom in sales. Uh, and so it's, I think that's, that's difficult because, you know, I'm, I'm busy. Uh, everybody's busy, right? But now I have two kids and my husband has a restaurant and it's like, there's a lot of stuff going on and I can't ever, ever bring anything of that into the office. 
Mm, I love that. Absolutely love that. How do you do? I mean, I love the the fact that you set an intention because you're kind of like setting your day up. But do, how do you? What is your trick? And how do you deal with other people's emotions? How do you keep people, you know, on a high vibe? Yeah. So I have. If, if I'm feeling like someone's really low, because I check in with them all the time. And what's cool about what what I still do is I sit in like what we call like kind of the bullpen uh, with everybody else. So I do exactly what they do. Um, I have an office, but I never go in it. The only time I go in it is if we want to have like a quick meeting or, you know, um, or commission talk or whatever. I don't believe in meetings, just more of like commission talk. Um, so I know that whenever they're, they're going through something because I could be going through the same thing. So I will grab them or I will take them out to lunch or we'll do a team lunch or something like that. I try to stay on top of it because I know that if, if they dip, it's super hard to come back. So I, I'll just grab them really quick and just talk things out. I, um, I want to hear what's going on with them, where their head's at. Everyone's pretty honest with me, which is great. And I can read people really well. And so what I'll do is, you know, I have 11 years of this. So I will tell them a story of a time where I failed or a time where I had the same exact thing happen and how I came above it, you know. So I'm a big believer. I put all my business on the street. I am not above that. I, I, I believe in talking about your mistakes and failures very openly because mm. you don't, you won't do it again. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love the fact that you connect with people. I think people fail sometimes to, to actually do that. And sales can be really difficult. I mean, as an entrepreneur, I know myself, when I left the big uh, corporate world, um, you have to do everything yourself, including sales. And sales can be really, really, really tough. I think it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, there's so many different approaches to sales. Uh but I know that sometimes it's, it's you know, every, when you keep getting knocked back and knocked back and knocked back, mm-hmm. it's like how do you pull yourself up again? So yeah. um, what's your trick about getting through your, you know, the being so successful in sales and getting through the, I call them the gatekeeper. <laughs> the gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, you mean like the people who are keeping you from the sale? Is that That's what you mean? right, Yeah. Okay. So we have a little bit of a different setup. We have companies that we call clients and I would, I guess, say that they're probably the the gatekeepers in order to get us, um, the, our fee agreements. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, that's, that's still not our sale. So we have to get through that gatekeeper and therefore find them somebody. And then I truly believe that recruiting gatekeepers are other companies, meaning I have a candidate who gets an offer from my, from my clients. I want them to go to my client, of course. Well, they have multiple offers, especially for in, in my field. So I would call those other companies my gatekeepers. And what I have to do is I have to be very knowledgeable about the, the companies that they have the offers with. But most importantly, I have to be very close and dedicated to that candidate in particular. Yeah. And I can't necessarily talk someone into taking a job they don't physically want to do because there's just, uh, first of all, I don't believe in that. Second of all, there's, it, that just doesn't make sense for the company either because that's not a good situation. But I can be very persuasive and let them see the light and let them talk things through. And I can also negotiate salaries um, to the highest if, if that's their pain point too. So I guess in my field, I don't have a true gatekeeper. Right. I just have different situations that mm. I have to overcome. And so I basically do that one at a time because um, – so like I'll give you an example. 
I recently had a, a candidate who had like three different offers plus ours. So four offers and you can't bash their offers or bash their companies, but we do know about a lot of companies. So I can give them knowledge as to if I think they're good companies, if they're bad companies, or I can say, Hey, you originally told me you wanted X. That's why. Um, so I can bring up those things. Hey, what does your spouse think about this? Oh, your spouse wanted Z, you know? So I, I get very involved and can just bring out different situations and scenarios in order to persuade correctly, I guess, to the direction I want. But Gotcha. Yeah, understand. Oh, that's good. So being in business as long as you have, um, what do you think is one of the reasons or the number one reasons individuals fail to succeed in business? Ooh, because it, first of all, a lot of people just don't do it. I think that's that's probably the, the main problem. Um, and also, I think it's really because um, they just, uh, well, fear, but we've already talked about that. I think fear is a, a giant one. Um, people don't want to actually do hard work. I think that a lot of people feel very like entitled and like, well, I've done this in my life or I've graduated from this spot or, you know, whatever. So therefore I should just be handed something or I don't have to work hard or, or I can pay someone to do this because, you know, why should I do it? This is beneath me. And if you want to be an entrepreneur, a true entrepreneur, you have nothing's beneath you. You have to do everything. I mean, you know, I've got to clean the bathrooms. You got to clean the bathroom. You got to take out trash. You got to take out trash. You know, and those are just minimal things. But guess what? Some things have to be done. You have to do admin work and you don't know how to do admin work. Guess what? You have to learn because you can't just keep throwing money at things when you don't have money to throw. Mm. That's so true. And being an entrepreneur, it's the quickest way of learning how to multitask and do, uh, you know, no, I wouldn't say uh, an expert at everything, but definitely have sure. to dabble in everything. Be be a generalist at everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You need to know. Learn. You just need to swim. You know, <laughs> you can't you can't just sink. And I and I think a lot of people just like want to um, research everything. And this goes back to you know where I said stop thinking, just do it. Like, what are you researching for hours and hours and hours? And they find themselves like I think people become fake busy. Yes. They think that they're doing something, but they're not. I like that. Fake busy. I call it busy for the sake of being busy, but I like fake busy yeah. better. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Brenda, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, I like I like that one. Um, I would I would have liked to have gotten myself out there. So I I, uh, I when I got into recruiting, it came very easy to me. It was just kind of what I was supposed to do. I think. And I just put my head down and closed deals and didn't talk about it. Didn't kind of put like that good business on the street. And I was just like, great. And um, I would have told my younger self to take advantage of my success. And it's okay to throw it out there to the world. Like I think that you're taught or people are taught. You don't talk about money. You don't talk about your success. It's like, you know, like religion and politics almost. And you, I, you can't do that. You have to, if you talk about it, cause you're inspiring other people, you're motivating other people and you need to like put, you work hard, put it out on the street. So I would have, I, I've definitely missed a lot of opportunities, I think, because, um, I believed in the opposite. Right. So you're saying that, you know, and because obviously with recruiting, that's one of those things that I remember uh, when I went through it because I I actually, uh, I don't know how it is in, in other places, but in Australia, um, you know, definitely knew quite a few recruiters. And it's one of those things they say, don't ever talk about money. Don't ever yeah, talk right. about money. So mm -hmm. you're saying speak up about money. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. What like what, what are we hiding it for? That, that's what's funny. It's like it's frowned upon. Like I know when I was younger, like, oh, you never ask anyone how much they make. Well, if I don't, then I'm just screwing everybody like in that situation you know I, you know that that's what makes the world go round. like that's that's silly mm. there's nothing wrong with that oh I know that I know it's it's just one of those things that even if I I remember a, a friend of mine she said if ever they ask you how much money do you want or how much money do you earn just you know always uh, say look I'm not here to talk about that I just want to go through the process and we can talk about that in the end if I'm successful so right. you kind and of always that's the biggest mistake. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. It's completely different. Yeah. Well, you know what? I I think a lot of people still believe in that. But the problem is, is it doesn't set up expectations. So you fall in love with the company, the company falls in love with you, the company has an idea of what they want to pay, and they give you the offer and you're insulted. But then what well, about if it's the other way around where you say, I uh want X amount and it's above uh, what they, I, you know, I guess looking for, and you would be the perfect candidate. Yeah, you know, there are some situations where, you know, not mentioning how low you make could, you know, could work out in your benefit. But you know what? First of all, actually, in, in California, where I work, it's um, you're not actually even allowed. You're, it's a new law that they can't ask you how much you make. Oh, and wow. they actually originally passed this law for women because women were so underpaid, especially in engineering. And so I have a, um, uh, I don't love this new law because it's now, I feel like it's separating women and men even more mm. because, you know, I, I think there's a lot of companies that for a very long time have gotten away with underpaying people. So, but I don't find that just to be with women. I find that to be across the board. And I have a great example of this. And companies all over the place are taking advantage of people. And I think that that's okay if you are underpaid because you can say, hey, look, I'm making X. Um, I've worked with them for five years. I'm underpaid. I know I'm under market. I hope you don't, you know, take, I hope you take that into consideration. And companies do. Good companies will not care what you're making. They're going to give you what you interviewed at. And that's exactly how it should work. And I think that it's a shame that we actually had to come up with a law in order for companies to abide by this. I think that that's just, that's, that's silly. If companies are running the business like that. That's wrong. Mm, no, I know. And I think that, you know, talking about being fearless, I know that, um, for example, there was a story, uh, I'm not going to mention company or names, but there was a story of this lady who um, just put herself out there, said, this is how much I want, um, which was really high for, and that was also, she was in um, telecommunications. Um, and also, um, she got the role and she got more than what she anticipated because she thought this is what I'm worth and I'm going yeah. to ask for it because the job that she was with or the company that she was currently uh, currently like before she went for this um, new role uh, were underpaying her and she knew that mm -hmm. purely because she yeah. was a woman. Mm -hmm. mm. It's, 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 it's insane. It's I, I don't understand and, you know, I think sometimes – you know, the person who's getting underpaid can be blamed because they didn't speak up. Yeah. I think that you, yeah, it, you, you do a good job. You say exactly what you want and what's the worst thing that can happen. They give you lower then you negotiate or, or that's just not the company you go with, or you really want to work there. Then you live with it. You know, there, I don't know. There's like lots of different situations. Yep. Um, yeah. So true. Very true. Crazy. 
So, Bryn, who was your greatest influence? Oh, um, that is a good question. Greatest influence. Uh, you know, I would still have to say my stepdad because he was the one who really inspired me and I'm able to, to um, see what he's done. He's had a lot of different businesses. He's had one main business that he's had for 30 years. He's been very successful at, um, but he, uh, he always constantly putting it out there and he's failed many times and he's just gotten back up with no big deal. Mm, I that that's I think that that's one of those things that like can stop people in their tracks is as soon as they fail they just get uh I guess bogged down with I failed I wasn't successful I shouldn't be doing this what am I doing instead of going okay what did I learn from this and how can I move forward yeah yeah, yeah I love it yeah it's important <laughs> absolutely it's important that's how we learn so, Brianna, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. So what would be that one word for you? Oh, I definitely would pick quality. Mm, I could see why, absolutely. <laughs> and the other thing we'd like to do is leave our listeners with three shiny golden nuggets. So what would you like to leave for our listeners today? Well, I definitely think that even with listening with this, you would know that I want them to be fearless. Mm. That's important. Um, I want them to exercise. Actually, I am a big, big, big on this because um, I ended up getting anxiety for the first time in my life when I was pregnant with my first one. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know what anxiety was. And I have learned that I have this bundle of energy inside me that in order to release it, I have to exercise. I feel a trillion times better after even just 30, 45 minutes of something. It's like you're letting all of this crazy energy out um, in order to think clearly, to work faster, to feel better. Um, that That's key. Um, and I would also like to leave everyone with, you know what, keep, keep learning. I think that the best part of of what I get to do is I've never seen it all. And the moment I say I've seen it all is the moment I should retire <laughs> because I think you have to keep learning, keep building, keep changing and rolling with the punches. I love that. I love the fearless one. And I think that's one of those things that comes up in conversation all the time. So when you feel fear, what is your trick? What do you do? What is your step-by-step process for you to be fearless? <laughs> I have a probably an unorthodox one. Um, I actually, if I have like a conversation I have to have um, that I'm really nervous about or fearful about, I will actually grab my pen or a fidgeter sometimes, but normally my pen. And I kind of dig it into the middle of my palm. And for some reason that like calms me down, like all the way back to normal. I don't know why. I don't know if that's like just my trigger point or what. It's not like I'm like jamming it in anything, you know, or like you put your like nail in the, in the middle of your palm or something. I don't know. It just like calms me down. It's like my own, my own personal thing. Um, I also have a little motto in my head that I repeat all the time. And it's just kind of like my life motto of what like I want to accomplish. It's a small sentence and I just say it over and over and over and over again until I am completely calm. Wow. So I wonder what pressure point that is in uh, acupuncture. <laughs> but um, is it left or right hand or just any hand? You, you know, it's funny. It tends to be my left hand. <laughs> That's really interesting. We'll have and, to and have I'm a right look at so. We'll have to look at that. Have to look at the point. 
Yeah, who knows? I everyone's got their own thing, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, Brianna, how could our listeners find you? What's the best place to um, check out your website? And you've got a book as well, don't you? Oh yeah, I do. I ended up writing like you know, just kind of like a no bullshit um, pamphlet. Uh, pamphlet but whatever it's like 40 pages it's super fast read of how I started why I started um, where I messed up uh, how I did techies and basically why I think the recruit being a recruiter is the best job in the world and it's basically motivating someone to want more and if that more is recruiting then I can help them if not I just you know hopefully help motivate them to um, get up and do something more but um, listeners can find me at themillionairerecruiter.com that's where all that information is or just techies which is t-e-c-h-e-e-s.com uh, or my favorite platform is on linkedin so brianna rooney just look up on linkedin connect ask me anything that's that's where i spend most of my time love it and your book is that similar to your e-course that you're talking about uh no it's not similar it's actually uh what normally would come first so you read that you get if you get excited about what I have to say then you should definitely take the e-course and jump into recruiting for sure love it and your e-course is that just all online is there face-to-face stuff or how does it work for our listeners yeah so it's just um it's a download it actually links you to a site called teachable and um it's just a three-hour thing you can pause it you can take the full three hours i don't i don't really advise just three hours but you know maybe like 30 minutes hour here um come back to it i definitely advise watching a few of my modules because there's 10 modules watching a few of them um, are really meaty and really interesting and um not difficult, but it's just new information. So watch it over and over again. But yeah, that's that's through the millionairerecruiter.com site as well. Fantastic. Brianna, thank you so, so much for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your wealth of wisdom. And um, for our listeners, go and check out Brianna. I'm sure you'll be very pleased with what she's got to offer. And um, thank you so much for your three hot tips too at the end of the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, thank you so much. You're, you're such a pleasure. I, I, love, I love what you stand for and that you're getting the word out and you're doing some great work. So are you. Thank you so very much. Thank you. All right. Well, have a great day. You too. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift. Where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com. And we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself.